Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp. Hello, I'm Sarah Powell. And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because we all wobble. On this episode of Wobble, we are joined by broadcaster, author, body positive champion, and for me, an idol, Bryony Gordon. Bryony is, in this conversation, incredibly open and honest and really shows us how to deal with those negative feelings and emotions that we come up against in day-to-day life because Bryony has been to a low and Bryony is on the way back up out of a low and how she describes this process and describes these emotions and teaches a lot of lessons within this podcast I think is profound. Absolutely. She was kind of the ultimate wobble guest. For us. We were both just sat there in oh, awe, weren't we? I mean, we? We could, I could have kept her there all afternoon, as you'll hear. Um, here's Bryony on Wobble. We are absolutely thrilled. Bryony Gordon, hi. 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 Welcome to Wobble. Thanks. Well, thanks for having me on the Wobble. I'm very wobbly. <laughs> in a wonderful way, though. I'm like physically and mentally wobbly. Which is why you are the ultimate wobble guest <laughs> for us. I'm like a weeble. <laughs> I'm a weebles. So I'm just like life. I just feel like I'm going like that. That's my spirit animal, a weeble. Because they just don't fall down. They don't stay yeah, down. Yeah, they do always they? wobble. But I yes. think that's life, isn't it? Like, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? You, we're always going to wobble. And that's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's completely and fine. I, I think my big problem in life previously I mean one of many but the big like the thing that I was I thought oh I'm not supposed to be wobbly like I must stop this feeling of wobbliness immediately because I should be having the perfect life and it was when I sort of sat down and went just let it let it embrace the wobble that I'm like hey everything's all right I mean that are we done now yeah Yeah, we're done (laughs) it it was great to have you on that But what's really lovely, because obviously your podcast, Mad World, and what I love in the intro for that is that you say feeling weird is totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the way the conversation seems to have changed in a really big way in the last few years. But what I also love, and we've totally stolen this from your podcast, (laughs) is I really want to ask you how you are, because I love that you start your podcast with that. Like, how are you really? really? How are you right now? Okay. So, um, if I'm honest, I've been having a really big wobble, like a kind of like on the Richter scale, like a nine. Wow. So I've, I've just coming out of quite a hot, like a difficult, so I gave up alcohol like, um, 13 months ago and I kind of thought, cause I was aware that it was, well, because I was using it 
addictively and to kind of cover up stuff and you get through that kind of initial stage of like getting over the addiction or the kind of you know just getting sober and then what happened was in the summer I found myself like I was suddenly confronted with all the shit so can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, absolutely all the shit that I'd been sort of trying to drink to cover up and it was like hey it was like someone had pulled the rug out underneath me and I was like oh look at all these stains I was like please put the rug back put the rug back but it was back it was serving a purpose so I had a bit of a like I had a real yeah the summer was awful um, well I remember when I was with you over summer and it was a hot day yeah and you were very open to to me and you said this is a really hard day for me because the sun's out you were just about to run the marathon and you said all I want to do is just have a glass of wine to mm. calm my nerves but I can't mm. do that yeah. and I was really in awe of your honesty about the situation that you were in because mm. not many people are that honest about a situation like that well I just I feel like being honest is like talking about stuff just is always my way of like I my daughter this morning was throwing a tantrum and she didn't want to go to school and I was like we can talk about this and it will feel better and I don't, you know, so yeah, I, I am honest because if I'm not honest, then I, I feel like I'm ignoring the problem. Do you know what I mean? So I, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm coming out of three really like quite awful months. And, but I realised, but I also realised that I had to have them. And that the reason, you know, it's like you have to sit with the feelings. I was like, when I get to the end of this, the Marvel are going to invite me to be one of the Avengers. <laughs> and, my husband, and my husband was like, what will your superpower be? I'm like, sitting with my feelings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Iron Man. Yeah. But like, and then, but like, what, like, I'm aware that I have, I've had to kind of go through it because I really haven't. I've just been drinking on it for like 20 years or whatever so you know it's that thing of like oh I, I can live I can this I can feel these horrible things and these feelings are not going to kill me and how have you been coping with feeling those feelings because in the time that you would have a drink or some people mm, would have yeah. a cigarette or some people oh yeah I would... still have a cigarette oh thank god yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but That's... when when that time that you would reach for the vice yeah and now and how do you not do it how do you not reach for well, it I kind of go to I go to 12-step meetings that's really helpful I have and you know through that I've met lots of kind of other people in my situation so you have a sort of fellowship which is great and I just, yeah, I talk about it. But also I try and do, you know, it's just going to sound really, I hate that my answer to this question of how to deal with life is going to be what it is. Because I spent my whole life trying to kind of find the, the correct amount of alcohol and drugs to consume to make your mental health better. You know, I was like, I'm not, I don't want the answer to be that I've got to eat three meals a day and get some good sleep and look after myself. I was like, no, I'm going to on a one woman mission to find out that, you know, the kind of the perfect combination to get like out of it without fucking yourself up. But actually what happened was, funnily enough, it makes your mental health worse. So eventually I've had to concede that that the way that I have to deal with stuff is to kind of sit with it, feed myself three times a day, like literally treat myself like a newborn baby, feed myself three times a day, try and eat reasonably well, but don't beat myself up if I do go like full head first into a pint of Ben and Jerry's, which I do most nights. <laughs> oh yes. Get out the fucking house. Like I just need to get out the house, but it's hard to do that because sometimes you just don't want to. Try and do a bit of exercise. <laughs> And just hold on, hold on. That's like my advice to people because these things do pass. 
know. And I and I remind myself that even if it's really horrible and I don't, I, no one wants to feel like shit. Do you know what I mean? Who wants to feel like shit? Nobody. But we all do from time to time. So I just sort of hold on tight. And uh, I was going to say and try to enjoy the ride, but you don't. And that's okay. You don't have to enjoy everything. Yeah. It's not my God-given right to always be happy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, I always think we, we spend a lot of time teaching children how to be happy, but I think we also need to teach them how to be unhappy because like you know we it's going to happen and if you do if you have no frame of reference for sadness or anger or any of those things you don't know how to deal with them you know and yeah then then and they become bad and then it's black and white isn't it bad feelings good feelings yeah well it's a bit like the marvel universe yeah there's good and there's bad yeah and it's like actually it's, it's all a little we're all a bit of a muddle of everything yeah. really i think there's something really nice that you have said where taking it back to basics because in times of being fronted by the wobble mm. I know from my experience and I know from your experience so from us being friends that we have our vices that we reach to so it could be in the past I would have self-harmed mm. or I would have eaten and I still would do this I would eat my feelings mm. but I like the fact that you've said accept that this is a situation and instead of reaching for your vice treat yourself like a newborn baby mm. I love this advice of just go to basics and have three meals and if you've done that and do a bit of exercise and if you don't do it that's okay but that's like that seems to be your model yeah, to try, then build it's quite simple and try to go to bed early you know try to get a good night's sleep like all of this stuff we get quite kind of lost in the you know i think we try to complicate things do you know what i mean like i i, I know that i'm wearing a fitbit do you know what i mean and this will tell me what my resting heart rate is and, and what level and how you know how i slept last night in terms of like the sleep cycles did i how much deep sleep did i have how much rem sleep did i have you know so on and so forth and we get obsessed about food and macros and you know and the type of food that we should be eating and what's going to keep us alive and da, 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 and what kind of exercise should I be doing should I be doing reform pilates should I be doing this type of yoga should I be doing and sometimes you know I think we're losing that kind of central kind of gut instinct you know of, of like trying to remember that when t when there's a storm sort of raging around you you sort of retreat a bit you know and surround yourself with protective stuff and the stuff that is going to protect me like instinctively I know like I have only and I'm 38 now and it's taken me this long to work out that my brain is just wired wrong like you know like the green and the red wires like they've they've been put in I the think wrong I'm way. missing wires yeah well there's that as well but like if I you know I'm trying to like learning that if I want to do something I probably shouldn't do it wow <laughs> and if I don't yeah. want to do something I should probably do it and there's but there's loads of do you know what I mean it's sort of like but also knowing I I think another really powerful thing as well as it taking it back to basics is acknowledging that sometimes our brains don't always want the best for us like sometimes thoughts and feelings aren't necessarily true do you know what I mean you know my inst instinct in a situation is to go to where what I've done wrong to think about how I've made this bad a situation bad to think about why I'm worthless and why I'm a piece of shit that's where my brain goes like instinctively, do you know what I mean? And actually kind of go, whoa, 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 let's stop here for a second. Do you know what I mean? Am I really the worst person in the world? Does, I was thinking, I was talking to a friend the other day who's just go, who's going through a breakup and she's like, all contact has been cut. And she's like, I've done this, I've done that. Da, 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 da. What if he's off to with this person and that person? And I'm like, well, stop, stop. And I know I used to do this all the time in my twenties. Do you know what I mean? And my early thirties. We don't know if he's off with someone else. You don't know if he's sobbing in his bed. You know, you we have no idea do you know what I mean but stop because it's the real you know we have a tendency to go not just into like positive fantasy of daydreaming but also
also negative fantasy in our heads. Do you know? Am I making any sense? Yeah, yeah. no. I wonder if it's a control thing that we want to be in control. Well, we all want to know. We want to know the reason for everything. Yeah. And and why something's happened. And and you know you can't can't always know and that's a but it's almost a relief in a way I think to, to go that. oh I'm never going to know that so just, I just let's just let it go yeah like my mum used to always say to me when I was a kid just let it go and I was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not gonna let it go I'm gonna you know put it in stuff it in a backpack you know lock it to my back walk around with it for the rest of my fucking life yeah things that I'm learning at the moment is I assume things and that's yeah. something that I'm like massively learning in personal uh, relationships is that I assume a situation mm. based on my past, like I think facts of life and assumptions are never, they're not normally right. And there's always the truth in there. And I think it's like we say, um, acceptance with your body, but also acceptance with the situation yeah. of going, actually, this is a situation and I might never know that. And I need to learn mm. to accept that. But also, I think we're all, um, I did this event at the weekend about body positivity and body image. And I think there's also that kind of mental image we all have. It's not just about how we look, but like we, look in the mirror and we don't see what everyone else sees do you know what i mean like last week i did this like suicide prevention campaign and all i could think about was the fact that i'd mispronounced a word on the today program and how stupid i was and oh god i should next time do it better and then this girl sits down and she was like oh my god i was talking to this this mental health charity chief and they were saying how amazing that was and how well you've done and you know you're this unstoppable force and i was like uh just spent three months like sobbing on my bed basically and uh, but then this same girl started talking about how she worked with people and they were all like perfect and they all kind of put themselves they always dress so well and they always look so elegant and I was like that's what I think of you you know mm. yeah so like it's it's really fat you know we all like I want I got an email once from someone I went to primary school with and they were like oh we always I always thought you were so cool and I was like what <laughs> do you know what I mean like but I think you're really cool well I think you're really cool but I don't think I I am cool and so but it but it's but it's that thing of like I you know we're always looking for sort of outside approval aren't we I constant that's that's something that's haunted me my whole life actually I've really I've always outsourced if you like because yeah. I want somebody to go you're doing really well yeah. or yes that was a good decision and it's so it's only this year really that I have started to take a bit of it back and sort of almost take it more in-house yeah like it's I, so hard you hear people saying like the thing that you're looking at uh, you're looking for is probably you, you're only going to be able like sounds so cheesy yeah it's, yeah i know what you're going to say yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, you know look back inside yourself for it because really you know like but i think so many of us were brought up with we were sold this notion that like once you get the man the woman the house the the job do you know what i mean you're going to be happy and then it's like oh god but i you know lots of people aren't and then they say well why aren't i happy and it's because actually none of that means I mean, it's all nice. It's all nice, but really, no, you're not going to be happy until you have that sort of central contentment. Yeah. And also, there's a waiting room. I talk about this a lot. The, the sort of waiting room of well, when I have that, then I can be happy. Yeah. Until then, I'll just sit here yeah. in my misery. Uh, but when I get that job, when I get that money, yeah. then I'll be without kind of taking stock of what we have right now. Yeah. I had this moment the other weekend where I was like. Just, it was just in a bad mood. And I was like, why isn't my life exciting? And I was sitting there watching like Home Alone with my daughter. My husband was making a shepherd's pie and I was like, ooh, this is boring, this is boring, right? <laughs> and then I had to kind of do a double take where like, 
literally 10 years ago if you had told me that I would be sitting watching a movie with my five-year-old daughter while my husband made a shepherd's pie I would have died of happiness <laughs> yeah. I would be like oh my god that's all I want in life that's all I want I want a man to make me shepherd's pie and have a baby you know and like and, and then there's me sitting there like oh shepherd's pie like thinking oh god I wish it was exciting but like no it was awful when I was 28 life was fucking awful do you know what I mean so you have to kind of keep reminding yourself I think it's really easy I think as people we kind of forget you know yeah what we have and what we've achieved and how far we've come do you know what I mean and um you know I think also we're all brought up to kind of think that self-love is a bad thing um you know, I always remember if someone loved themselves when I was a teenager, it was not a good thing. They no. were like full yeah. of themselves. Yeah. But I, I really think, you know, I, I mean, I do sound like some sort of meditation app now, but like, <laughs> you know, you practice kindness to yourself. It's like, it just makes you a nicer person. Yeah. And for you, practicing kindness for yourself, does it look like those three meals a day and that going to bed early? How does it kind yeah. of... Yeah, and you know, yeah, that's what it looks like. Reaching out, chatting to people. Yeah. Not doing things like, I my, you know, I heard this, someone say this thing yesterday, which was so profound, it stopped me in my tracks. And they were talking about how they, um, they always seem to do the wrong thing for themselves, right? And they were like, it's like, I'm thirsty and I keep going to drink salt water and it just makes me actually it's making me ill it's yeah. dehydrated and I was like oh my god that's exactly what I that's my kind of like default position I think a lot of us would be able to identify with that yeah. turn of phrase even when you said that to me I was like oh yeah duh yeah so like you're reaching you know and like I, I have a friend who always says you know we have a tendency to kind of look for happiness in the wrong places you know and this is all I mean look you can spend a lot of time analyzing yourself and you know and sometimes you've just got to live a little but yeah I think for me it's like doing things my yeah my default position is to do things that hurt me yeah be it getting drunk taking drugs going for the wrong man you know going for someone that's you know it's it's doing the things I'm not really supposed to do yeah I'm attracted to that. And so, were you always like that? I don't know. I was quite... Well, no, when I was at school, I was quite... I, I, I was very well... You know, I did really well. I, I studied hard. It was really when I left, like, in my 20s, that I really... But I think that's... I just wanted to, like, shut up the... Vo- like, I, you know, I had mental illness. I had obsessive-compulsive disorder and depression and all that. So I guess if you feel... I just feel so cheesy when I say all these things. But I guess if you feel pain, you kind of try and change it. And then you're... My coping mechanisms weren't very good. Yeah. You know, they were just... They were they were like drinking salt water when you're thirsty. Mm-hmm. You know, my coping mechanisms were to drink too much, take shitloads of cocaine, and then try and be fixed by a man who wasn't... Who really, frankly, needed fixing himself. Do you know what I mean? There's about six or seven of those men in my mm. life. I can't, you know, pinpoint. No, it just wasn't... It didn't work, you know. But it's fine. It's, you know, I am where I am. And I've taken that negative and turned it into a positive by talking about it. I, mean, I think it's just really normal. It's really normal. We want God, it's so normal. Mm. Especially, uh, for some reason, in your 20s. Mm. I feel like in your 20s, things start to catch up with you. I had a gorgeous childhood. I had a lovely time, lovely family, lovely home, and all that kind of stuff. And I suppose... Then, when things start to catch up with you in your 20s, you almost think, oh, I'm not really allowed because I've had a lovely life. 
you know, it, there's almost that, so there's breaking through that barrier. And then like, I mean, I was the same as you. Um, I sort of self-medicated with drink and boys a lot. I was very, very easily flattered, very easily. Mm. Oh, it just compounds the problem. It just makes the problem, because not yes. only are you dealing with whatever you're dealing with, you're then dealing with the way that, well, the bad methods of In a way, it's it. a way to ignore the problem. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's why we do it, little, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. But also, I, yeah, I, I, I I think it's you do it because you think it's going to make you feel better and yeah. of course it does in the short term but then in the long term it harms you you know um for me um a thinking long term is probably uh like one of the tenets of like the 12 steps program is just for today like just one day at a time and i totally get that but also for me it is also remembering that the long-term solution is probably better than the short-term one. So, like, having patience. I've never had any patience. I couldn't <laughs> wait for a fucking bus without me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I want this thing right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a man, I want this man, I'm going to make a mind now. Because, like, you don't look cool. You just look, I don't know. You know, like, so I was never, I was just like, I want this. I want to see you. I want to, I want to devour you now. Do you know what I mean? And um, that's always been my way. Now, 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 now. Now, 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 and I'm having to go. Actually, delayed gratification is often much better. It's interesting what you said about being feeling bored earlier because I was very similar. I thought being patient is boring. Mm. It's you know you think of school and you think of discipline and all those. That's how I always thought of patience. Like I don't want to. I want it now. It's the idea of boring versus fun. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. and that's something that I've battled with. It's like oh this is good for me, but it's boring, which means that. I'm yeah. boring. But also, like, I think we always... We Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Confuse fun with happiness. Yeah. You know, it's not, they're not the same thing at all. You know, things are better. I think things are better if you work for them. 
But like, then again, sometimes they're not. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you've got to work, if you've got to work really hard at like a bloke, or you know, because they're difficult, then no, it's not. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's each to their own. But I do think that you know that I have to make myself. I would literally kind of like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let anything get in my way. You know, if I wanted something now, I would be like, right, you know, drugs, booze, we're going now, and. And that has its downsides, but it does also, it does also have its upsides. Like I'm quite tenacious. Like if I decide I'm going to do something in my career, I bloody well do it. Do you know what I mean? But I've had to become a bit less. But the the, the downsides of that was always that like I still want to do things, but I'm if they don't happen immediately, I'm not going to like sink into a deep depression. Like there's a reason they haven't happened immediately. I'm a bit more sort of content and at peace with the fact that things don't always happen. You know, you've got to sort of and you're learning patience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on body confidence because you mentioned it before. How has your relationship with your body been through those times of drinking, taking drugs mm. and not having patience to where you are now? Because I look at you as such a beacon of the flag flyer of body confidence, which is something that I'm so passionate about. And I'm inspired by how you champion it. But how did you get to where you got to with this body confidence journey? You've seen me naked. I've seen a lot of people in London naked. Yeah. <laughs> and the world. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's just nipples. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think also I just got tired of feeling like when, the first, like when I feel low, the first place my brain goes to to attack is the way I look. Do you know what I mean? Because it's quite... It, I suppose it's, well, it's the literal thing that you see. Yeah, but also... I think that I, I, for me, it was like I got to this, I got to a point in my 30s where I was like, I'm so tired of always thinking about what I couldn't do with my body and the way I didn't look, you know, and what I wasn't. I was so tired of thinking about what I wasn't. And I was like, can I just focus on what I am? Like, because it's exhausting and it's a, like, it's a waste of time. Like, I am not going to be on my deathbed thinking, God, I really wish I'd been a size eight or, a, you know, like, it's, it's just not. I'm really glad I worried about yeah, how I'm really to worried become yeah. that. Yeah. The fact that I was, you know, I could <clears> lose three pounds or whatever. And it's, it's just tiring and it's a waste of energy. And there's so much more that we could be doing. And so I, you know, it's all been quite accidental for me. And, you know, I, know I still struggle. Like, and I think people think I'm incredibly confident. And I, I'm not. I have those same body image issues that everyone does. But, but I suppose my way of kind of telling them to fuck off is by taking my clothes off and posting a picture on the internet or or like or, or running the marathon in my underwear and um you know it's a kind of showing this is the reality of who we are and i and i'm not i don't want to be ashamed of myself anymore i'm sick of feeling ashamed of myself like i i don't want to live life like that i want to feel happy and joyous and free and and you know shame just keeps us all you know, like if I, if I'm feeling ashamed of myself, I don't want to go out and run. I don't want to go and do a fun class, or you know, I don't want to go and be active or with my friends. You know, it, it doesn't help anyone. It's not, it's not a helpful feeling. So, but also, you know, when I did the marathon with my friend Jada, who's a plus size model, you know, that term plus size irritates me. Mm, same. Um, what really support, you know, it was incredible. Like the, there were women running up to us going, oh, I could never do that. I'm so, I'm so ashamed of my body. And we're like, your body that you're running a marathon with, yes. you know, it's like, and even, you know, you do a marathon and you're like, I didn't do it in a quick enough time or, you know, like we all just, our default position is to just kind of, criticize ourselves and it's you know I think I've learned that the biggest barrier 
to um, to achieving things is not other people. It's it's my own. It's the gremlins in my head. You know, like why can't I do a marathon? Why can't I? You know, why can't I go and do a a bar class I did yesterday? You know, yeah, I looked a bit. I probably looked like I had all the grace of an elephant. Do you know what I mean? But I, you know, I I did it, and I I don't really. And everyone's there doing it for their own reasons. You know, and I think that. Yeah, I think there's too much shame involved in living, and I, and I and I think and that's a shame. It's for me. It's like it's almost an issue of productivity. It's like if I spend two hours of every day thinking I don't look right or this way or that way, like I could be doing something else with that time, you know. That's a big moment, isn't it? To identify your inner critic mm. and to realise that it's happening, even that those voices are there. Because we go through people go through their whole lives never having that moment, just mm. thinking that's who I am and that's how I exist. How do you tackle it, I suppose, that inner critic? When it when you first started hearing it, how did you change the conversation with it, do you think? Well, I still have it. And yeah, I, I think I, we all are always going to have it. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, like, but I, I recognise that I have it. Mm. You know, that it isn't necessarily me, that it isn't necessarily helpful. You know, whereas before, my inner critic was every single part of me, do you know what I mean? It was everywhere. It echoed throughout my body, and now I have it. There's... Some, there's probably you know an inner whatever the opposite of a critic is an inner champion an yeah. inner champion sort of going mm, is that necessarily true do you know what I mean and and just being aware that it's there it isn't everything do yeah you know what I mean it isn't it's part of the narrative but it isn't the entire narrative you know it's part of the conversation but it isn't the conversation yeah and it's so rare that it tells the truth I find mm. that quite a helpful tool sometimes if my inner critic's kind of on a rampage sometimes you can think oh wait this doesn't sound true you yeah, know like, also like I'm crap or I can't yeah, do this or everyone thinks I look like crap in this or they're thinking yeah. this no the truth is no one's thinking about you no they're all too busy thinking about their own inner critic yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know that that as well I think has been the really empowering thing is going oh you know like no it's not you know for everyone else is not about me it's about them. So, like, when I used to get nervous about going to a class, because I was like, everyone's going to laugh at me. No, everyone's doing their own thing. Do you know what I mean? They've got their own shit. They're all I was talking to a friend this morning. He was like, I'm sure the mums at the school gate are like, she hasn't got a job. She's useless. And then she was like, I had to stop myself and go, no, they're all just trying to get their kids yeah. to stop having <laughs> tantrums and get into school, do their homework, you know, like, get to their own... Sh you know, no one, no one cares. No one cares. I wonder where that comes from, that we all just assume people... Because we're all in our own heads the whole time. Yeah. You know, so... Because we can't, we can't crawl into other people's heads, you know. So it's it's very normal. As again, yeah, that word normal. What is normal? Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's comparison. Yeah, it's comparison. Yeah, is the thief of joy. Yes. So when you, because obviously you mentioned at the start, you've had a really bad three months. Yeah. What's changed? Do you think is is it just that it will pass, or yeah. was it something? Yeah. I've just stuck with it. Yeah. In a way, I haven't tried to change it. I think that's what's changed. Yeah. It, I've accepted that that's it. You know, that's that's how it feels right now, and that's okay. And I haven't tried to change it. Yeah. It, it's really hard, isn't it, when your instinct is muddled. Mm. So when your instinct is like, have a glass of wine, mm. that'll make you feel better, that's the right thing to do. And then you do it and you're like, oh no, this wasn't the right thing to do. I had it last night, I went to this, there was a party last night, I'm not very well, I was like, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go, I went. Mm. And then I got there and I was like, this was the right thing to do, like this is really great, I've seen some really lovely people, and I stayed for an hour and then I left and everybody was lovely, nobody went, going home are you? You know what I mean? 
How do we navigate that? How do we navigate when your instinct's off and yet you know what the right thing to do is, but you just, you can't yeah. find it. It's so hard. But I always think do the thing that you think you can't because you, okay. you make you feel really good. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you don't think that you can get out of bed, get out of bed. If you don't think that you can run a marathon, try and, you know, like I, I always think, as, as I said earlier, my instinct is usually off. You know, it's wrong. Um, but if you really tune in, if you really like, dig deep, you probably knew that the right thing to do was to go for an hour and that it wasn't going to be. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but also don't beat yourself up about it if you don't go. Sometimes I know I should go to things and I don't because I'm not right. I'm like not, I'm not a point. I don't want to be around people who are drinking alcohol. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that, it'll come. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like, be kind, be kind to yourself again, you know. But it's knowing the difference between... <sighs> I suppose it's listening to your inner champion more than your inner critic, you know, and going, does your inner champion want you to go to this? Because it might be good for your career. It might be, do you know what I mean? Or you might see some people, it might be fun. You know, I, I, I go to things sometimes that I don't want to go to and I end up having a really nice time. Like yeah. last week I had to go to this dinner. I was like, I really don't want to go. I, don't want, I just want to sit on the sofa and watch Bodyguard and eat ice cream. <laughs> and I made myself go because I, well, I had to, I had no choice. And I had such a fun time, you know? Oh, it's hard, isn't it? It's it is hard. hard. It's a it really, hard. and then, like you said, it's so hard to not beat yourself up afterwards yeah. and go, "I made you made the wrong call yeah, yeah, yeah. there. You got that wrong." Yeah, yeah. Like it's chalked up yeah. on some board of good and bad decisions yeah, yeah, that yeah. I made in yeah. my life. In I, some way. I never believe in a wrong decision. I don't believe that there is a wrong decision. I think no. if you make a decision that maybe didn't suit the situation, then it was a learning curve. For the universe, you were, do you know what they say? They say I hear a lot is that you're where you need to be, and then you go, well, "How do you know I'm where I need to be?" They're like, "Because you are where you are." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're the most aware. circular saying. Yes. Yeah. Like, okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'll put, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> that's very good. quite helpful. Like when I'm in a bad thing, I'm like, I don't want it. And then you're like, but you don't know what's going to come out of that. You know. No. You don't know. Like the universe has a plan for us all. You just got to go with it. Yeah. Go with it. Hand it over. That's it. And Hand also, it I heard something the other day that I really liked. That was the past and the future just don't exist. They just don't exist. The past doesn't exist because it's what you remember of it, mm. and it and it's kind of what you make sense of it now. The future certainly doesn't exist right now. Literally, you are in this I, moment. I find a really good thing to do, a really good way to live your life, is to just always do the next right thing. Then it doesn't really go wrong. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. I like that. See, I, that makes me panic because I go, but what is the right thing? What well, is it? Where but then is you it? have to realise that there is mm. no wrong. So yeah. you just have to constantly keep making like little decisions. That's all that it is. God, I'd love to be there. Yeah, just little decisions. Just don't, like, don't, yeah, just go, okay, so you know, it's like, is the next right thing to, <laughs> I'm trying to think. You well, know. like, have a glass of water or go and yeah. have a sit down. But or... you make right decisions all the time. You made the right decision to leave the house on time today. You got dressed. You've got a coat on that's going to rain. I don't have that. But, like, you've made lots of little tiny decisions that are the right decisions. Yeah. And that's what's happening each day. Oh, yeah. Done all right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Look at it that way. You're, you've won. Yeah. So, Bryony, we do always ask everybody who comes on Wobble, what makes you wobble? Not looking after myself. Not doing, not doing the next right thing. Not feeding myself three times a day and getting enough sleep and not you know not doing like you know that thing of where people say you've got to live life to the full living life to the full really makes me wobble <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, it's just too much to do 
Yeah. <laughs> it's two Pepsi Max. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not I've taken too much on. That makes me wobble. I'm like, just sometimes you just got to do nothing. There's power in doing nothing, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So Wobbling, doing too much, doing too much makes me wobble. And like people can see people like, Brian, are you taking too much on? I'm like, shut up. I've got to live life to the full. <laughs> but like, do you really have to write a book while you're in rehab and training for a marathon that you're going to run in your underwear, darling? I've got to carry on doing things. Uh, and then I have a wobble and collapse and have three months of misery. So that's what makes me wobble. Doing too much. Doing too much. Yeah. I've got to be really boundary. Like a newborn baby. I'm like, okay, oh, I've done too much today. <laughs> I've got to go home. I've got to, I've got to, like, I literally, I'm like, this morning I was like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to run to an AA meeting and then I'll do this podcast and then I've got therapy and then I've got to do, do, do school pickup. I'm like, no too much too much and then i've got to ring the bank and i've got to set up a thing for this foundation i run and i'm like no 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 no. what you're going to do is you're going to go to work do an hour of work at your desk do the podcast go to therapy pick your kid up that's enough yeah i feel like i've literally just been given a life moment yeah it's well it is and it's a life's work to get Mm. there because everything is so case by case Mm. day by day what is the right like you said what is the next right thing yeah but like last week i was like i didn't really do anything last week my friend was like brody like just shut the fuck up (laughs) 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 like i haven't done it i literally sat there still i was like i've not really done anything this year because i was like and they were like, well, you ran a marathon, you had a book come out, do you know I mean? you've done this suicide prevention campaign. I'm like, okay, like, you know, just go major easy on ourselves. But they don't have to be major things. It can be literally, like for me, most days, like the, the winner is that like, I managed to get out of the house before 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the, that's like, you know, like sometimes I literally, I'm like standing in the shower. Some Saturdays I'm like standing in the shower at like quarter to eight in the morning. And I'm like, I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I'm not hungover and dying in my bed. Yeah. You know, like being an adult is just, you know, it's quite amazing sometimes. And that is an achievement. That's a huge, God, I can't imagine it. Saturday morning. It's just an achievement <laughs> that we're all alive and that we're here. Like, if you think about it, right, if you think about that your parents, that your biological parents chose that moment to get it on and have sex, unless you're one of you is an IVF baby, in which case I apologise. But do you know what I mean? Even then, like, that sperm hit that egg and that, you know, like, fuck me. Like, it's I, just physics. It's But it's mental. Do you know what I mean? Like, there were millions of sperm and there was a, you know, like, yeah. The fact that we're all alive and here is quite incredible in itself. So yeah. just like, just that's a win. I always think that with the Goldilocks thing about the planet, like if the planet was one degree yeah. either way, that would be it. We would all be lizards. Yeah, and it's, but it's also, it's like, yeah, like when when I have to believe in something power greater than myself, like it's not hard. Like you just have to watch an episode of Blue Planet. It's insane, you know? Like then when people go, because you need to b- believe in something bigger than yourself. And like, and then people get all fussy. They're like, I don't believe in God or did it. I'm like, yeah. Just like watch Blue Planet. Yeah. You know, because the fact that we are all exactly that we live and we breathe and that there is life on this planet at all and that the trees are there for a reason. And that, you know, and each, you know, when I, if I lie there and look at the stars, I'm like, this shit blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I have that with the stars too. Yeah. Like, if I stare at them for too long, I go somewhere completely different. Yeah. And like, you know, the moon and tides and, you know, all of that stuff. It's like, it's bonkers. It the 
never. It's all yeah, bonkers. All it. I'm still amazed by periods. They still blow my mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wish they'd stop blowing my mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Frankly. Oh. But then I'd be like, oh, I'm going through menopause. I hate myself. <laughs> you know, like, it's never, you can never. Never. Bryony, what an absolute joy. I feel like oh. we could sit here for the rest of today. Mm. I know, but I've got to go yeah, to Yeah, I know, you've got plans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don't want to interfere with any, any further. <laughs> yeah, let's not make you late. Let's not do that. I've got, I have to go to my psychotherapy or it all goes wrong. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Wobble. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me wobble. I mean, there is so much there. We say this all the time on Wobble. Go back, listen again, take notes. That's probably the third or fourth time that I have heard that episode. And every single time there's been something brand new that I've learned or taken away from it or that's spoken to me in that moment. For me, it was how Bryony very openly said about what makes her wobble is taking on too much and trying to live the perfect life. I mean, I totally identified with that. And I think it's something for me to really think about and which is an amazing thing and accolade. She's provoked thought processes in me about how I'm living my own life. I loved her story about the mum at the school gate. Yes. Worrying what other mums thought. Yeah. And she was like, no one's even thinking that. Like, people are just trying to drop their kids off. That's it. And I loved um, the conversation that we had about um, the inner critic. And I just wanted to say, if you're really interested in that, if you're listening and you're thinking, wow, this is really important to me, there is a terrific book. It's called Playing Big. It's by Tara Moore. I'm really sorry, Tara, if I've pronounced your name wrong. It's M-O-H-R. And it really gets to grips with what the inner a critic is how you can identify it and what to do about it so if that part really spoke to you please yeah go and have a look for that book also please slide into our dms and let us know what you loved about this interview and go and slide into Bryony's dms because she (laughs) is just like an incredible human being and i her view on her body the fact that she ran the marathon in her underwear yeah i think the way that she is open about her vices and dealing with those vices and moving forward and addressing them is a Firming, and I feel like I've learnt loads. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we love you for listening to Wobble. Thank you so much to Bryony for coming on because it was such, Gosh. it was an honour to have her. Um, please like, please subscribe and we will see you soon for another guest on Wobble. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.